0: Hey, 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 this is Mary at Marianne Apologetic. Here's another awesome episode that I'm going to actually just do. Today, it's just basically me, myself, and I. I figured that um, I'm just going to do a 30 minutes real quick, you know, because I've been busy this whole week, including last week, actually, as far as tax preparation, you know, getting it ready for my CPA. And so I'm like, but you know what? Even though I'm busy, I'm juggling with kids and taxes and, you know, my business. I figured I'm still going to have to put at least a 30-minute, you know, podcast out there for my listeners. Um, I'm actually going to talk about customer service. And the only reason why I want to cover this topic is because I've always thought that I'm going to do it, just because it's very important for any businesses out there, or maybe a startup company to know what kind of customer service you want to provide your customers. You know, as far as experience, also, um, as far as dealing with complaints and irate customers, are you going to handle those people or maybe upset customers or even refund? Those are the things that you really should think about before you even start a business because those are the stuff that's a must and you have to deal with when you're dealing with customers, especially if you're serving the public out there, whether it's um, a service that you have you know, or maybe a product that you sell. So these are the stuff that's very important and you really should put some thought into it. So that way, when the time comes and you are in that predicament where you're dealing with a difficult customer or maybe even an irate customer, then you know what to say, how to deal with that person, as well as how to proceed. Because there's always should be a protocol of what you are. Uh, need to do or how to handle customer complaints, or even like, you know, how to give a good customer experience to your customer. Those are all important. So what I want to actually cover today is um, why customer service is important. First of all, customer retention is way, way, way cheaper than customer acquisition. There's actually a research out there by HubSpot. It said that an increase in customer retention of even just 5% can equate to profit increase of 25%. Why is that? Well, it's because... Repeat customers are more likely to spend more with your brand by about 60% more, which then results in your business having to spend less on operating cost. So let's uh, go back and think about that. So from my understanding, if you are targeting your current customers already, for one, they're going to be more loyal to you because they they know you. You have already established a relationship with them and they're more likely to come back if they're happy with the customer service or whether it's a service you offer them or, or a product. They're going to be happy. They're going to come back to you, right? So if you're able to have your customers, um, let's say, you know, like customer retention, if you're able to do that, then you're not spending a lot of money on new acquisitions to get customers. You know what I mean? Such as advertising or whatever means you use to get new customers. Now, let's see. When I say it's cheaper to retain your customers than get new customers, because you're not spending too much on advertising the reason why we advertise because we wanna get new customers or either that you know sometimes we put an ad there whether it's a discount ad or discount coupon just to let our current customers know what's going on with the company right or what you're offering as far as discounts so those are already customers that we have retained but to get new customers or new leads we have to new we have to put new ads out there and if when we do that that can be very very expensive first of all you don't know what's going to work so you're going to have to do like some kind of a figuring things out whether if you spend money on this ad maybe ad a whether that thing going to have any feedback or not and if it's not then you're going to now try doing something different which probably let's say you know add b and if that doesn't work out then you're going to try something different again so now you're going to do you know maybe and you know add c to figure out if this one's going to work out now we've talked about how important it is to um make customers happy and when you actually you know, make customers happy and keep them happy. Now we're talking about customers that you already have, you know, your loyal customers. Then those customers will rave about your brand, whether it's a service that you offer them or whether it's products that you sell, they will just rave about your brand to their friends, family, and colleagues. So if they rave about it or they hype it up, I don't know if I like that word hype it up because sometimes it's got a a negative connotation just because you can use that connotation to another, I guess, you know, different sentence with the negative connotation. So I don't want to say hype it up because for me, when I put something out there, whether it's my service or my product, I make sure that if I promise that it's supposed to be this good of a service, then I better believe it And I better make sure that the service that I'm going to provide is really that good. Because if I don't provide the result that my customer is expecting, then I'm kind of like, I'm really kind of like, "Ah, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to have to anyway, just to make a point. Then you're kind of screwed. You know what I mean? Because then now your customer is going to like question your, your business, you know, or your, even your brand, they're going to be like, wait a minute. And I thought that the result I'm supposed to get is like this, but if that didn't meet their expectation, obviously they're going to be very, very disappointed. And you don't want that because you don't want unhappy customers. When you have unhappy customers, they can spread negative review about your brand or your company and that's not good either so it's the same thing with happy customers who can rave about you well it's the same thing when you have unhappy customers there you know we are in this day and age that we just share information so whether it's a negative information or a positive information people just absorb it and people just put it out there so that's why if you are actually selling something you better believe it that whatever you're selling, if you promise them, you know, X, Y, Z, you better believe it that they're going to get X, Y, Z. Because if they don't, if the end result didn't meet their expectation, there will be a review out there. (laughs) That's the same thing with, if they're happy with the uh, result, they will give positive reviews out there, you know? So number one is basically customer retention is way cheaper than customer acquisition that's number one now i'm gonna go to number two there's there's actually about 10 points or 10 things that i want to point out or discuss but i'm only gonna cover six of them tonight or maybe five because i really just want to do a 30 minute podcast today just because i i'm on a time constraint sorry folks so Number two, what I want to point out there for number two, customer service represents your mission, values, and most importantly, is your brand image. If you are not meeting the promise that you put out there to your customers and the end result is a disappointment, then your customers will basically look at it as a representation of your company or the brand image that you're trying to put out there. So this is why it's also very important to make sure that if you're promising the world out there to your customers, then that you will meet that expectation. Because if you don't meet that expectation, you will have a lot of unhappy customers out there. And remember, your... Brand is your image and your image is your brand. The reason why I said this is because there's a lot of people out there. You know, it doesn't even matter if you own a business or not. I'm going to give you guys an example. Okay. I love examples just so that way I can get my point across or easy to understand. So I'm going to give you guys an example. There's this um, swimmer who's very, very famous swimmer. As a matter of fact, this person, and I don't want to name the person just because I don't want to put him on the spotlight in that way. But, and this is a true story, but this this um, swimmer is an Olympian and he's very good at what he does. He's got so many medals. So anyways, um he was getting a lot of, um, business, you know, he's getting a lot of sponsors. You know, he was very successful up until when he lied. So he was, um, he was actually, um, in competition and wherever he was at, uh, you know, it's outside the United States, the location, there's some kind of, um, you know, things that happened and I don't know whether that was intentional or not. He lied about the situation. Then when there's an investigation that, you know, that took place and happened to find out more about it, they found out that this swimmer actually lied. And after they found out that he lied and he manipulated the situation or even the story or the narrative, then he got reprimanded for that. You know why? Because if you are out there and people are looking up to you because you happen to be some famous, you know, swimmer, you know, little kids look up to you. They want to be you. You're really, I would say, um, be careful of what you put out there as far as your image, because nobody wants to, you know, tolerate bad behavior. So when that stuff happened, you know, I think most of the sponsors that was sponsoring him pretty much dropped one by one. He lost most of his sponsors. Only few stayed, I believe one or two. But if he, I think there's about, I don't know how many exactly, about five or six dropped, you know, one by one they drop o- over time, obviously. And I understand from those sponsors or the companies that sponsoring him why they dropped him because the because of the stuff that he did and he lied about it and tried to uh control the narrative by manipulating the the story then these are the stuff that his sponsors that doesn't want to be a part of and so my point is even though he's good at what he does and he perform you know, he got the medal, he did well, He, you know, in swimming because he stained his image and his sponsors doesn't want to be associated with him or have ties with this kind of behavior because it's also now going to reflect on these sponsors that they're condoning some kind of a bad behavior like this and they don't want to be part of that. Then they drop one by one and he lost those sponsors. So the moral of the story is, it doesn't matter if, let's say you have a product out there that, you know, your customer's happy with, but if your company is doing something that is not good, or it doesn't, you know, it's not considered ethical in the public eye, then maybe no one's going to want to support your business. No one's going to want to support your brand just because there are a lot of also people out there that see that as a no-no and they're just not going to be, you know, part of it. That's basically my example. You know, I used the swimmer as an example. So that way you guys can better understand that when you have a business, yes, you can provide good service, you can provide good products. But if your company is doing something that's unethical, that is not the norm, then your company will suffer as far as the image. And then later on, the image is the brand. And like I said, you know, the brand is the image, the image is the brand. So you want to make sure that what you're putting out there is making your customers happy as well as your representation about your business is like the right representation you want to put out there for your customers because if it's not and it doesn't sit well on some of the folks out there then your brand or your company is going to suffer one way or another another thing that I want to actually mention I think this is very important is that um let's see here Oh, I think this is what we already uh, mentioned earlier that your customer service team can actually help you. So I, for me, I'm, you know, not a lot of companies can have a customer service team, but anyone who deals with customer or customers should be considered like your customer service team is where you have more control over your customer's perception of your brand. So what I'm trying to say is that when you put, you know, when you're creating your brand and you put an image image out there, normally, you know, some, I guess some businesses, they have customer service team, but if it's a small company, seriously, you as an owner could be that customer service team. The people who answers the phone in the office is dealing with customer service. That could be a customer service team, you know, part of the team, right? Anyway, f- I think from my um, perception, let's say it's an office. I would say, let's say the receptionist. The minute that receptionist answers the phone, she's representing your business. She's representing your brand. She's representing your company. So therefore if you're going to hire somebody who's going to answer the phone, make sure that person is good at what she does. Make sure she's got the customer service skills to the T. Make sure she's have past experience as far as answering the phone. Because if she doesn't and she is rude to the customers, you know, or even like doesn't know how to handle irate customers or maybe customer complaints, then whatever she's going to put out there is what the customer is going to see your company that's their perception so basically you can't you can't control that but the only way you can control the customer's perception of your brand is actually by you training the people who's actually representing or talking to the customers what they can do or how they can provide good quality customer service. So in fact, 73% of customers say they stay loyal to a brand because of friendly customer service rep. And this is actually holds true. The reason being is because I'm one of those people that if I deal with a company and I think their customer service is like not good. So-and-so I can probably, you know, hmm, I'll give you a whole pass, you know, I'll come back for the second time just to, you know, to see if I'm going to have the same customer service experience. But if from the beginning I'm already dealt with, you know, with, you know, dealt with, and then somehow, I think that it's bad customer service. There's no way I'm going to go back to that company. I'm just going to go move on to the to the next company out there that's going to give me the customer service that I want or the customer service experience that I deserve and want. And believe me, there's a lot of them out there. So basically, it's really really important that your team people that works for the company that's going to be dealing with people as far as like you know customers like other people as far as customers you guys always should be like have like some kind of a talk how to improve customer service how to make customer service experience more you know um inviting more um let's say you know, happier and more, more relaxed, because if this is the kind of vibe you put out there to your customers, guess what? Your customers going to come back to you. It's going to be that's what they're going to remember. They're going to be like, oh, I want to like talk to Mary because you know what? Mary is very inviting when I talk to her. She doesn't make me feel like I don't know what I'm talking about or she kind of helps me. She goes out of her way to you know, offer other stuff that will help my needs or my current problem. So obviously they're going to keep coming back and those customers that are loyal to you are the one that's going to actually, you know, increase your sales revenue. Now let's move on to number three, because I don't want to go on and on. We're like almost 30 minutes into this. So number three is happy customer service employees will create happy customers. So what does that mean? I think from my experience is that, you know, I have a lot of customer service experience, by the way, because my first job was, you know, in customer service. I was a cashier and we were taught to, um, how to deal with customers. And we were taught to be polite and professional, you know, all the time and actually that's very very important and and it works and to create a um, non-drama environment in the in you know in the workplace is also important so if you have happy customer service employees you know what that would do is that it will create happy customers why it's because when they're happy with what they're doing they're going to actually, your employees going to go an extra mile to make sure that they're also putting positive vibe out there or positive things out there for your customers. And then it's 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 basically, I would say, um, I don't know the word, is it like a snowball effect? Basically, for me, let's say I'm one of those people that's dealing with customers. And if I'm happy... Doing what I do, that kind of like, you know, would reflect on the work that I do and how I do my work. And then in time, that will make my customers happy too, because if I'm only putting good stuff out there and I'm basically happy with what I do as an employee, then I will go an extra mile to make sure that my customer service is making my customers happy. And I'll probably offer more ways of how to make my customers more happy with the service that I do or maybe the product, you know, or if they have a problem to troubleshoot or if they have complaints, then I'm more willing to help them with their problems with the product, whether it's the product or the service, because I feel like I'm vested in the company that I work for. That's why that's why it's important to make sure that your customer service team, it, you know, it's, they're, you need to make sure that they are happy. So that way, they will feel like they are part of the company, that they will feel like that they can do more for the company. and then they'll feel like that they're part of this big movement or big thing that the company is trying to put out there, and they're more willing to, offer more insight of how they can also contribute to improving the customer service experience. Now, moving to number four, we've already talked about this earlier, that happy customers will refer others to your brand. And that is really, really, you know, true. I, I'm going to give you guys an example. There's this, um, there's this make uh, skincare, actually. I love makeups, by the way. So um, I'm going to give you guys an example of what a custo- what a happy customer, you know, will do when they're happy with the product. So I actually tried for the first time, you know, I think um, I've been using this one product for the longest time. Never tried any other product out there. But then one day I was like walking around with my cousin at the mall. And then I said, ooh, what is this brand? It's actually hourglass and I tried their primer and it's like smooth and silky. I was like, Oh, this is so smooth and silky. It's nice. I love it. But I bought it. Right. So I figured, okay, I'll buy it. How much is it? Probably. I think it's like 60 bucks. So it's not cheap, but I figured if I'm not happy with it, I can always give it to my, um, my cousin or my sister. So it's not going to go to waste, but I figured I'll just try it. You know, I'm going to keep an open mind here, even though I don't usually try any other makeup than what I'm used to using. So I tried it, and then halfway halfway through the bottle of using this product, it's a it's the primer actually. I'm happy with it. And I'm and then I asked myself, "Why am I happy with this product?" I mean, I can't believe that this is you know, this is something that I'm happy about when I use it, you know, and then I kind of like jot it down on a piece of paper, like why I'm happy or actually in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm happy with this product because why? Uh, because in S, it's, an F, you know, it's SPF and it actually, you know, I see the difference that when I apply this underneath my powder that I don't squint a lot because you know, I don't feel like the sun is on me or something like that. And the fact that it's, um, it's vegan. So that's one of the, st- one of the stuff that I was like, oh, I like this. Cause they didn't test this on animal and it's vegan and all this other stuff. But anyways, so I'm happy with the product to a point that I raved about it. Again, I'm not going to use the word hyped it up because hype it up. I think it's something when, it's not as good, but you're hyping it up. But this, in this case, this product is really good. So I raved about it to my friends and, you know, I knew, you know, I knew that they're probably not going to buy it. So what I did was I actually even bought one of the, you know, primer and gifted it to my friend who had a birthday and after she tried it on, she liked it and then, she was like, wow, I like this primer. It does this and it does that and etc." And then so she ended up buying more products, you know, the lipstick, the powder, the brush, the, the, the blush. And then so after she tried it, she now raved about it to her other friends. And, you know, among, you know, our circle, our circle of girlfriends. So, so. The moral of the story is, or my point is, is that when you're happy with something or, you know, let's say a product that you, you know, you bought. Of course, you're going to rave about it, especially if you believe in the product. And I believe in this product. And that's really, really unusual for me because I'm like, I'm a, I would say it takes a lot for me to, to be impressed. You know, I'm a hard critic and for me to actually rave about it and convince my friend to try it. And then I knew she wasn't going to buy it. So I bought it for her so she can just try it anyway. Cause it's $60. Not a lot of people spend $60 on a small bottle of primer, you know? So, but then after she tried it and she enjoyed it and liked it, she ended up buying more products from the, from the company, you know, from the brand. And then, Since I'm happy with it and she's happy with it, then I'm like, oh, it's not just me. That's really like liking this product. So we ended up, or I ended up raving about it to my other friend. And then, so the next thing you know, I have like two or three friends like using the product (laughs) because I'm just so happy about the product. So anyways, that's what I'm talking about. That when your customers are happy with your product or with your service, they're going to rave about it and they're going to talk to other people about it to a point that they're going to be your um, market. I, I think I wouldn't say marketing tool. They're going to be your um, marketing ambassador for your brand. They're basically talking good about your brand and why people should try your brand. And, and that's how you're also going to save money from paying people or paying an ad to market your brand. So it's this is one of the good thing about happy customers. They rave about your brand. And then next thing you know, there's like, you know, a group of people using your brand. So number five, I think I'm going to stop at number five. Just because I said I'm going to talk more about this, but I think we are past the 30 minutes. My number five actually on the list is like... Um, Good customer service encourages customers to remain loyal. Okay, I I get that. I think I get that because you know what? If I'm, you know, like what I said earlier, that if I'm getting the customer service that I want or customer experience that I want, or even, you know, um, didn't expect that, The customer service that I'm receiving from a company is basically exceeded my expectation. Oh, you know it. You know that I'm going to be that loyal customer. And the fact that not just a loyal customer, I'm going to probably rave about it again to my other friends that, hey, rather than you going to this company, you should try this company who offers the same product or the same service. But their customer service is just excellent they provide a high quality, good customer experience. And of course I'm going to be loyal and I'm going to be raving about it. So for one thing, you're trying to, uh, retain your current customers, but the new ones, if it exceeded their expectations, they're going to be wow about it. And they're going to stay loyal to you. And that's, you know, you're acquiring new customers to believe in your company or your brand. So They're going to, and when you do that, they're going to be loyal to you. So that's why it's very important, you know, that um, you're providing good customer experience out there to your customers, not just the current customers, but the new ones too. They're they're equally as important. So um, folks, I want to end it here just because it's now past the 30 minutes and I appreciate you guys listening to my podcast. And you guys, I just want to let you guys know that I do have a website. It's MaryLeeToledo.com. Again, MaryLeeToledo.com. And I am saying goodbye. Until next time, hopefully I'll bring in my um, cousin Jen to make it, you know, more exciting. So that way it's not just me yapping away here.